All right, man. Welcome back to Alter Life Podcast, man. This is episode 11. We'll be talking about uh, Breonna Taylor and recruiting for HBCU sports, particularly Deion Sanders. Um, to my left, I have uh, Nick. Uh, just tell us something briefly about yourself, Nick, like a background. Uh, Nick Townsend. I attended Auburn University here in Montgomery. Currently attending Auburn University, the main campus, working on my PhD. 19 years in the game as far as uh, education. High school principal at D. Calhoun High School. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Man, that's dope. I didn't I ain't know you was getting your PhD, man. Yeah, man. Trying to close it on out. That's strong for a black man, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's strong for a black man. Boy, I did not know that. That's strong, though. Yeah, and to my to my that's to my right right here, man, I have Mr. <laughs> Britton Harvest, your favorite speaker. <laughs> Cause man, give us some a brief background about yourself, man. I am Britton Harvest. I am your favorite speaker. <laughs> um professional speaker by trade, um finance manager as well, um investor. So um, you know, just got my website up, BrittonHarvest.com. That's pretty much it, man. Just love giving back. Love making sure, putting smiles on people's faces. That's what it's all about, right? Motivation. That's dope, man. You do do that. Can't say that about you, man. So we're going to dive on in, man. The first question, man, is for both of you guys, man. Um, tell us about a situation or an event that altered your, your life. An uh, event that altered my life, it, it's quite a few of them, but one in particular that, that jumps out at me is uh, when I joined the military. I was in the Air Force for several years, and uh, just going, I remember going off to basic training, man, and uh, that's really my first time being around a lot of different nationalities. You know, growing up on West Side Montgomery, you know, you never passed Montgomery Mall for real. <laughs> so, <laughs> growing up at uh, Carver Park, you know, attending Carver High School, that's all I saw was black folks and a couple of speckles of white folks that attended Carver. But outside of that, you know, mom cooked all the time, so we didn't go out to eat. <clears throat> so all those new experiences for me, just experiencing different cultures and how people do things different. Yeah, man, that's dope. That's what's you, up. You got a chance to be around different people and oh, yeah. learn about them, about what they do. Right. And right. you didn't ad- adopt some of it to your lifestyle too, man. Right, exactly. Yeah, man, that's dope. Quick plug. He said something that's very important. Hey, hey, Carver, hi. <laughs> that's right. Now that ain't what we feel. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of things we're gonna do. We're gonna laugh. We're gonna joke. We have a good time. <laughs> Two things we ain't gonna do. We are gonna talk about no slogan football. We're not gonna talk about fab you anything. Okay. We're, that ain't what we gonna do on here now. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> so the question goes to you, Mr. Harvest. <laughs> Tell us about a situation or an event that altered your life. Um, first and foremost, the event that first event that really altered my life was moving to Atlanta. Um, I'm kind of gonna piggyback on my business partner, and that is being around different cultures and being away from the nest, it enables you to just figure out everything you need to know about life. Because when you're living around your parents, you got that safety net. And with that safety net, you don't really get a chance to see what your full potential is. So when you get away from that safety net, man, and you really figure things out, you get some bumps and bruises, you realize that every time you fall, you can able to get back, you're able to get back up and dust yourself off, you know? So that was the first event that really, really changed my life because it really opened my eyes to see what life is like outside of Montgomery, Alabama. Gotcha. And, the second thing that really 
altered my life in a major way was being homeless in Miami Beach, Florida. You know, I was uh, pursuing my acting and modeling career at the time. And I said to myself, no matter what, I was going to keep pressing forward until I was able to succeed. So if that meant me sleeping in my car on the beach, getting up every morning with the other bums, taking a shower on the sprinklers that they used to wash the sand off, I said that that's what I wanted to do. So my parents, my dad, he kept wanting me to come back home, my mom, my sisters. But I'll always tell them this is what I want to do. You know, so it was a choice that I made. And to this day, that really changed my life for the better. So those are the two major things. Tough time don't last, man. Tough yeah. people do. Yeah, that's it's it. It's all about yeah, perseverance, it. man. Yeah. It's all about perseverance, man. That's what <clears throat> kind of why I chose the name, man, all to life. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's why I was going to ask you. Why, why, why did you choose that name? Because, mm -hmm. you know, um, I'm pretty sure everybody's life has been altered. In some shape, form, or fashion. Mm -hmm. You know, mine has been altered several different ways. You know, like I talked about in the first episode, um, losing beanhead was first for me. Okay. That was my first one. Tell everybody who was beanhead. Uh, people that don't he's, my, he, he's my little cousin. He's our little cousin. Okay. And um, he, a guy was playing with a shotgun and accidentally shot him in the head. And I was nine and he was seven. I'm like, you didn't see him if you didn't see me. If you didn't see him, you didn't, you know, vice versa. And that, like, took a toll on me, like, mentally, actually physically also, because, man, I, I was sick the entire week from as soon as I got the news, mm -hmm. I threw up nice. right then, and I was sick the entire week till he was buried. That's mm -hmm. when, you know, my mom tells, tells that story a, a lot. Um, and my second one, man, when I went to prison. Mm -hmm. So those two major events like altered my life. And, and, and like I said, man, everybody's life has been altered in right. some shape, form, or fashion. Whether mm -hmm. it's death, whether it's going to military, mm -hmm. whether it's you pursuing your career and you got to, you know, sleep in your car. Like many, act many actors are models. That have the same story as you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So everybody have something that, you know, accidents. Right. You know, like I like I said, death in the family. I mean, anything, man, that altered your life. So that's why I pretty much chose Alter Life. Mm -hmm. You know, and started a, a clothing line for it also. Um, and I think, I mean, like I said, man, everybody can pretty much say that their life has been altered in some True. shape, form, yeah. or fashion. Yeah. And I think this is something that, you know, everybody can pretty much say they did. So exactly. uh, strong, yeah. <clears throat> um question number two. What are your thoughts about Jackson State University's decision to hire Deion Sanders as their new head football coach? The movement, baby, it starts. <laughs> it starts. Anybody who knows me or follows me on Facebook know how pro-black I am. Again, it doesn't mean that I hate other cultures, but that means that I'm, I'm going to uh, support and empower, you know, our culture and having a uh, an icon like Deion Sanders to go to an HBCU is is historic. It, it's a start of a movement. You know, uh, even my own kids, they'll tell you how much I preach to them about being pro-black. And, and my oldest daughter, with her attending Clark Atlanta, 
And you know, with her entrepreneur mind, mindset, for her to see something like that, then for these young black kids to see, you know, hey, <clears throat> you can go to an HBCU and still um, make it on the, the NFL or NBA level without that, at right now, without that uh, notoriety as far as television time. But Deion Sanders, that's what he's gonna bring to the forefront. Cause you know all those Jackson State games are about to be televised. Now. <laughs> sure is. They're gonna be on every black network. They're gonna be on every network, baby. You know. So hopefully that's gonna gonna spread. And you know I liken this to kind of like the kid that I have at my school, uh, J.D. Davison. You know he's going to a little small two A school in the country, but everybody knows him. So Deion Sanders is gonna offer the same thing that to HBCUs. Yeah, True. yeah, I, I agree totally with that. Totally. Um, I grew up following HBCUs because my brother, LaCour Harvest, he was a All-American. All-American <laughs> over there at Alabama State University, man. So I remember going to the games. I remember sitting there watching them and just in awe at the experience that HBCUs give you. You know, it's like you can watch them on TV, but it's nothing like actually it's being like there because on an like HBCU baby. campus, when you go to a game, the tailgate... <laughs> It's just as much fun <laughs> as the actual game, and everybody knows the tailgate is where it is. So yes, sir. I um I went to Jackson State one time, and this was with my brother, who uh, Rodney Wilkinson was uh, attending Jackson State University, and I went down there for homecoming. And when he invited me down there, I said to myself, "OMG!" I said I didn't know anything about Jackson, Mississippi. Got in the car and went. And I can tell you it was no different than being at Alabama State or any other black campus around the world. They, they, they gets it in, you know. So with Dion being a, a huge face and a, a, huge, a huge personality and him having the notoriety that he has garnered himself respectfully over the years, mm -hmm. I think that's, that's nothing but pluses, man, all across the board for not just the University of Jackson State, but the city and the state of Mississippi, so... Yeah, man. I mean, I'm an HBCU grad. Um, I went to Stillman, Stillman College in Tuscaloosa. And like you said, cuz, it's nothing like that. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I've been to Alabama and LSU uh, game. I've been to Alabama Auburn game. I've been to Alabama Mississippi State game. Man, but that HBCU, <laughs> listen, yes, you, it's like you in close, you like you in a closed corridor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like the people on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing yeah. those games, like homecoming, man, my best experience, man, we was playing Fort Valley State for mm -hmm. their homecoming. Okay. And they play mind games with you because where you get dressed at, it's like two football fields away from their field. Oh, I didn't know that. It's two football. It's it's like two football fields away from their field. That's where that's where you get dressed at. Right. Okay. And you have to walk through their crowd. All right. All right. All right. Okay. They got you roped off. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to walk within this rope. <laughs> Just think about it. you around thousands and thousands of black people. Exactly. You got the grills going. Mm -hmm. Right. You got the music going. And they like that food, right? man. And they like that food. They drinking, and oh, yeah. you know us. What we do, we gonna talk that talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, 
When you walking through the crowd, man, the people talking at you, man, they pouring beer on you, man. I'm talking like they at you. Right. Before right. you can Be- get to the field. Yeah, this is before the game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like before football games, like your last 15, 10, 15 minutes, you go back to the locker room. Yeah, to, yeah. To, your coach give the final speech before you go out. And you walking through these people, man. You're not thinking about no game. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Young yeah. men. Young men. You got these women out there. Oh, the women. They got oh, anything man. on. That's the right. Women is, you know uh, what I mean? That's right. They, uh, uh, these beautiful, beautiful sisters, man. You looking at beautiful. like. Right. <laughs> woo, woo, cool, look at her. Look at her. Look at her. You're not thinking about this game, bro. Yeah, yeah. About the yeah game. Man, makes... let me tell you something. We went out there and for be like 43-6. <laughs> you hear me? <laughs> bro, we wasn't talking about no game. We on the sideline like. Well, look at yeah, this. Yeah, right. Well, look yeah. at this. Man, yeah. we getting the doors beat off us though. <laughs> but man, when you walking through that crowd, man, and they talk, man, I'm talking about, man, I'm talking about, if I can suggest anything, Fort Valley State football, homecoming to anybody, mm. <laughs> I would that, suggest that. There it is. Man, like it, that HBCU experience, man, I tell my kids about it, man. I love it. You know what I mean? And I wouldn't oh, trade it for the world. I really wouldn't. Most definitely. You know. You know, before I went to the military, I was um, a rapper. I was at FAMU. Oh. So, <clears throat> when you talk about that, that HBCU experience, and it's nothing like it, you know, I see that as nothing but another major marketing tool for Deion Sanders. Because you bring these young kids over to visit the campus, and you showing them the lifestyle, and they getting a taste of that band. And they seeing that student campus lifestyle and they seeing the fraternities and sororities and they catch a party here and there and go to a different game. On top of Dion, can't lose. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and we talk about um man a man, a couple of my friends talked last night, and we talking about how he's on ESPN all the time. Mm-hmm. How he's visible on Twitter. Mm-hmm. How he's visible on Instagram. Mm-hmm. This is what these young men love. Exactly. And that's, this is what they're on. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Then you got somebody, like you said, he's an icon. Mm-hmm. So you know he's going to attract right. all of this different stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, you got Under Armour has given him $1.5 million to mm-hmm. upgrade the facilities. He's already had meeting, had meetings with the people in the community to give back. Right mm-hmm. to Jackson State, so they can upgrade their facilities. Mm-hmm. So the upper echelon schools can't say, "Don't go there because our facilities are better." Right. So they're trying to level the playing field. Exactly. Then I saw on Twitter, "Last Chance You," the TV show. They hit Dion up, oh, offering. To have last chance you come to Jackson State. Come to Jackson State. That's another tool. That's Man, huge. That's, that's huge. That's like, huge. That's like huge. everybody else, you know, they don't know. The people not reaching out. I mean, you have to reach out to these people. Mm-hmm. But they reaching out to him because mm-hmm. they know what he's doing. It's, some, it's, a, it's about to be historical. Yes. Right. And they want to be right. the first ones a part of it. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And that's what he's going to bring to Jackson State. The swag. Mm-hmm. You know, get the me act some. Man, what he's what he's about to do, and I tell everybody, what he's about to do, 
it's gonna be it's gonna be something that's really later on down the line we'll be we'll be able to look back and be like that's what started it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that is what started it. The PWI is gonna have to uh, predominantly white institutions. They're gonna have to really rethink their game plan when Dion sets his plan off in the motion. They're gonna have to rethink recruiting. They're gonna have to rethink think everything, especially if um, the other HBCUs, which I'm hoping they do, go out and start pulling in some of these big names. And that's that's the that's the thing that I'm hesitant about. That I have questions about. Mm-hmm. Will we go and just okay if Dion does something and he's successful with it? Mm-hmm. Will we go out and say, "I'm gonna do the exact same thing that he did," mm-hmm. instead of saying, "I'm not gonna do what he did. I'm, I want to do it my way." Jeez. You have been doing it your way, right? And it hasn't been working, right? Mm-hmm. Now you got somebody doing it the modern day way because he know how to get into kids' right. heads. Talk to kids and how how to sell things to kids. Right. He's on he's on Sports Center last week, telling parents, "Hey, ma'am, I'm coming into your house. I want you to cook some green collard greens for me." <laughs> <laughs> That's him. That's him. You, you know, he's. T- yeah. I want you to cook collard greens for me. Right. He's gonna bring that laughing. Mm-hmm. Well, you you you're not tensed. Right. Yeah. Or. Worried about are you re- do you really have the best interest of my of my child? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He's gonna like parents gonna be real laid back with him, comfortable, comfortable where they're able to. All right, here's my son. I'm gonna turn you over to my son. Mm-hmm. I know you're gonna make him a better man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. That's first and foremost. Mm-hmm. You know, but with, with what he's doing, man, I don't like. Like I say, I'm hesitant that I have questions that other HBCUs mm-hmm. will follow the same thing because they're so used to doing things their own way. Well, let's not forget about Alabama State and them hiring Mo Williams as the yeah. basketball, basketball coach. coach. So yeah. I think, yeah. yeah, I think, I think it's really making a turn for the better, you know. And I think this is just another avenue to show everybody that hey. HBCUs are no different than any other college that you go to. So mm-hmm. you can support your own and you can get to those next levels by supporting your own. So Exactly. Yeah, right. I think I think it's it's, it's we we in a we're in a fine time right now. You exactly. know, a lot of people complain about twenty twenty and the things that are going on, but I feel like twenty twenty has made us hit the reset button and I think mm-hmm. that's exactly what we're doing. You know, you gotta take a couple of steps back in order to go forward. So um, True. That's huge that you say the the reset button because you know, the NFL and NBA and, and Major League Baseball, none of those things would be where they are today if they didn't invade the Negro Leagues. There you go. And there take all go. of our time. That's a, that's, a, that's a nice point. A nice point. A lot of people don't realize that. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And speaking of recruiting, do y'all think Prime will be able to recruit or flip five-star talent to Jackson State? Let me take this one first because this one hits kind of home for me. Dion is the reason why I started watching Florida State University. A lot of people started watching Florida State because of Bobby Bowden, but I started watching Florida State because of Neon Dion Prime Time. That's right. Man, listen, to see that guy play and to see how flamboyant he was, but not only was he flamboyant, he backed up every <laughs> single thing he said. That's he was right. a big mouth. And that's what people don't realize. They look at the fact that he had a lot to say mm-hmm. and want to label him as just simply that. 
Leon went on the field and then he backed it up. Yeah, right. he, he showed and proved. And when you go out on the field and you produce, if you want me to stop talking, then stop. Shut me up. Shut that's me up. simple as that. So Shut me up. that's why I say, man, as far as recruiting is, is concerned, people want to go where there's publicity. They want to go where there's notoriety. They want to go where there's some kind of publicity and, and, and pub. And that's exactly what he brings. So as far as I'm concerned... Man, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy to say the least. Yeah, no, he's already flipped one recruit from Mississippi State. He has the number one quarterback in New York State that uh, has committed to Jackson State. So I think it's just a start. I think yeah, he's gonna be able to get that five star talent. I think so too, man. Yeah, I think man. a lot of uh, I think personally, I think he's gonna get a lot of D one transfers first mm-hmm. his first year. Yeah. To, you know, play this upcoming season, yeah, and from that he's gonna be able to build. Right. Um, I think a big get for him would be his son. To me, personally. Mm-hmm. Why you be- say that? Because he's a trigger man. Trigger man in 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 HBCU sports or any sport, football related, you have to have a tail spinner. I tell people that it's two different ones. One on offense is your quarterback, and one on defense is your middle, your Mike linebacker. Okay. They have okay. to be your yeah. tail spinners. I'm following you now, yeah. yeah. They have to be your tail spinners. And I tell people, if you're going to be good, you got to be good up the middle. Mm-hmm. You got to have a great D lineman, a great linebacker, and you got to have somebody on that back end. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? It's funny you say that because that, boy, that brings it back home to leadership. And, and, that's, and I think that's exactly what you're saying. You got to have leaders on the team that can galvanize the troops and lead right. them in one direction because everybody wants to go five or six different directions when we are most powerful and we're most successful when everybody going in the same way. So exactly. yeah, you're right. You're right. Exactly. That you, makes you, a you lot have of sense, to, man. You have to have that leader, man, mm-hmm. that everybody is willing to follow without, without question. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to have that unquestionable leader. Hey, this is what we're going to do. And everybody, oh, man, I... He said it. Let's get it done. That's, good. That's, <laughs> that's it. And we're going to knock this wall down. There it is. You know what I mean? That and is. that's the way it is in, in, in um, sports, man. Like, if you don't have that without leadership, and I think, to me, I think that's a lot that's going on with Florida State. Mm-hmm. They have a, a, a leadership culture problem. Mm-hmm. Because the Florida State with Dion them, they had so many dogs. Yeah, that's what that's he called them. Yeah. I need dogs. Yeah. yeah. That's what he that's says. When it's time to go hunt, it's time I to need go some, hunt. I need some dogs. Yeah. That's yeah. right. But if you if you have a leadership culture problem, it, it's just like having a bad foundation. It is. It is. It's gonna crumble. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that's big for what for what he's trying to do. And I know him personally, but like I tell people, players players for reflect the coach. Mm-hmm. If you got a laid back passive coach, mm-hmm. your team gonna be laid back yep. and passive. That's yep. right. You have a soft coach, your team gonna be soft. Yep. Mm-hmm. If you have a hard nosed coach, your team gonna be hard nosed. That's right. If he's disciplined, your team gonna be disciplined. That's right. You're right. That's that's basically that's like a quote I remember hearing about, and I remember to this day it's like a I never forget it, you know, and basically saying that a team full of lions led by a sheep. Well, I would be defeated by a team full of sheep led by a lion, you know. Mm-hmm. So 
like you said, the head coaches. Dr. Miles Monroe. Dr. Yes, Miles, uh, Dr. he's one of the guys that I study. Dr. Uh, Miles Dr. Monroe. Dr. Miles is the truth. Yeah, that's yeah, what so you put I, me on. I, I, that, that's where talk, you get it from. We could talk about that another day too. Because I don't know, I don't know, if we want to go down that lane a lot or not. But big, we all are big on leadership, and when yeah, you, when you want to be a leader or when you're in leadership positions, you have to study the greats. So yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. Exactly, man. So do you think the hire will create a shift? As far as the current narrative with young recruits, um, uh, believing they receive limited exposure mm-hmm. if they commit to an HBCU, I think it will. You know, like, I think we we've covered that to a great extent. Yeah. With with uh, the notoriety, just Dion himself is gonna bring. You know, everybody's gonna be interested. Like, uh, bro, my brother said earlier. Uh, Dion talked a lot of smack, but he backed it up. So they they want to see if he's gonna be able to back it up this time as exactly. a head coach. So the camera's gonna be on him at all times. And uh, like you said, Mo Williams over at Alabama State, they're gonna be looking to see what he can do, what talent he can bring. So yeah, I do. I I, I think that these kids are gonna garner the cameras coming their way. Mm-hmm. He's gonna get that talent and be able to. Uh, gather them in such a way to to where they they're getting big wins against big schools, mm-hmm. and and those cameras gonna have to turn on to the HBCU. Yeah, I think that'd be big also. Yeah, <clears throat> we've touched on it. We've touched on it a lot, and I don't see I don't see no issue with it. I see I see Jackson State spearheading this thing to the direction of everybody else following. You know because. That's a major hire, a huge hire for that university and that community as a whole, based on the history of, you know, Jackson State and the history of Mississippi and Alabama, Georgia, you know, a lot of the states down south. So to have somebody as prominent as him coming to reside and bring his cachet, so to say, and it's there's nothing but nothing but it's just huge, man. It's, it's so it's because there's so many variables and there's so many things that comes along with just hiring. Somebody like that, somebody of his stature. So it's just one of them things where it's a domino effect. I think you know? he has a lot to say to a, to a recruit, though. Oh yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah. I think he oh, has yeah. a lot to say to a recruit, not just from him. I mean, Jackson State got four Hall of Fame NFL Hall of Famers. Yeah, right. Yeah, you have four Hall of Famers from an HBCU. You know, he's able being able to sell the exposure as far as if he does get the last chance. You, mm-hmm. you know, you're on Netflix. You'll right. be on Netflix at that point. They watch that. Um, and they watch that all. They watch that all the time, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so he's able to sell that. Like he's able to sell himself, mm-hmm. and you know he's he still have all the connection that he had when he was in the NFL. Exactly. So the so the uh, general manager will be coming down mm-hmm. and asking him, "Hey, Prime." Do you have any ball players? If he say, exactly. "Yeah, I got two, three, four dogs," mm-hmm. they gonna be there. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like if yeah. you take uh, pro days, they may show up. 10, 11 people might show up to a pro day if someone else is coaching. If prime there, every team will go have somebody there. That's right. That's what you want. As a see, kid. That, that's, that's it. The, that's the yeah. exposure that yeah. these kids will have at. Um. Jackson State, mm-hmm. and if Mo does well at Alabama State, they'll have that mm-hmm. because Mo played 
in the league. He and played with and LeBron. Was successful. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? He has a championship. He has yeah. a, a world yeah. championship ring. So Alabama State will have the same thing. Yep. If yep. they do follow the same protocol. Which I think they will. Mm-hmm. I think they will. Exactly. I, I look back, like we all are older now, but imagine, man, as a kid when we were younger and you got somebody like Dion coming into your house, sitting on your living room couch man, with you and your family. He ain't gonna have Ima- imagine, the, imagine the thoughts going through your head like, man, this is no brainer. No you you done made up your mind already, and you see, know, but you, you don't want to shoot the gun too soon, but you like... Shh. That same mystique Nick, Nick Saban has, right. he's going to have that same exactly. in HBCU. Exactly. Right. There's nothing Nick Saban can do for you that Dion can't. Exactly. Right. He's going to have that same when when he comes to your home, mm-hmm. he gonna have people lined up down the street right. like they do Nick Saban. That's right. When Prime come out, have, did you see him his press conference? Man, listen, he had the band and the people <laughs> dancing and strutting. That's who he is. Hey, I like when he opened up the jacket and had JSU <laughs> on the inside. I said, "That's Dion right there. That's Prime time." And he, that's you know, prime they time. had that, they had that plan for him. Him, his wife up there. Yep. They yep. up there cutting the rug. Yep. Yep. <laughs> And they slogan, we believe. Man, yeah. listen. That's yeah. what you want as a football player, man. You're not uptight. You don't have an uptight coach. Right. There you He's go. relaxed. There you go. You're relaxed. Yep. Exactly. I'm not worried about if I make a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. His mentality already as a cornerback, I'm going to play in the next play. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That play over with. Mm-hmm. So if you put that same mentality in them kids... Man, prime. Ooh, like I tell people, until Alabama State get on that bandwagon, he, he gonna beat their head in. Oh man, <laughs> he gonna beat their head in every season. <laughs> I hate to say hey, it, but but even if they do, <laughs> or even if they don't, it's gonna be so many people there. Yeah, oh, man, it's a win-win. Yeah, it's a win. I mean, it's a win for the community. It's yeah. a win for the for the school. But see, that's the game that they have in Mobile, right? Is it? I think they play Jackson State in Mobile. I gotta look at the schedule. I don't know for sure. If I'm not mistaken, I think they. But we ain't going on Mobile. Y'all coming up here? I need Prime right here. I need all that paper. <laughs> if I'm by mistake, exactly. I need all that paper. Yeah, exactly. Which nah, I, we ain't going on Mobile. I don't think, Mobile, I don't think, I don't you're not getting none of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're not getting no more of that. It's over with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I was glad when they built the stadium, man, instead of, you know, giving all that money to Crown the Bowl when they were doing it at the time. They yeah. finally built the stadium on right. campus, but, and they did what a lot of other universities have already done. So exactly. I feel like they do it with the Magic City Classic. I feel like mm-hmm. A&M has a stadium. Bama State has a stadium. Why would exactly. y'all take the money to Birmingham? Exactly. Well, that that, that says, I like, I like that you brought that up because, like you said, we as a people, especially – by us being brought up the way that we were brought up, if we learn to just look out for one another, man, we'll be so much further ahead. So much further ahead. But that goes into another segue of... You know, we talk about that all the time. All the time. We talk about it all the time. There's nothing y'all are doing. There's no reason why you shouldn't be doing the the games at your home stadium. Right. But But that's why you built it. That's why you built it. So why would I build something and contract it out to somewhere else? And like you said, if you build it, it, they will come. That's what what they tell you. (laughs) (laughs) You can't even get a cell phone signal right while you're down there. Oh, man. Yeah. You you can't. You can't make it. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It's bad, man. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. bad. But, man, we're going to shift gears. 
shift lanes for a second. And we're, we're going to talk about the Breonna Taylor situation. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the grand jury's decision to not charge the officers involved in Breonna Taylor's death? Mm, I mean, how I feel goes without saying. You know, uh, the, to state it quite bluntly, I'm pissed off. But, you know, that's the way the system is built. The system is doing what it was designed to do. And that was to oppress Basically. black folks. It wasn't yeah. built for us. Basically. It wasn't built for us. You know, you think back, go all the way back to the original policemen, you know, they were um, slave trappers. So you got a runaway slave, you know, I'm going to go get your slave back for you. Mm -hmm. Or if you feel threatened by a certain community, you know, we, the white folks protect us. So I'm not surprised at all about that decision. You can almost see it coming when they offered up a little paper. Mm -hmm. You pretty That's much know what they were going to yeah. do. So, oh man, <laughs> <laughs> bro, me and you talked about this a little bit on Friday, and you know what our response would be to it, but um, all the signs and signals are out there for us to, to galvanize as a people, to put our differences aside. I know we've been through a lot of trauma over these hundreds of years of oppression, but we got to figure out how to get it together and lean on each other. Because uh, the only time that the other community really wants to deal with us is when they see how much money they can make off of us. That's true. Yep. So yep. they entertain them to play on their football fields, to come to their campuses and make money for their uh, D1 schools. Otherwise, you know, you get this. Just another black person dead. Another life that doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as far as me, I have no faith in the justice system. You know, like me and you was talking about on Friday. How can we sit back and wait for the justice system to give us justice when you've taken one of my kids? A child that I've raised since birth, and now I'm supposed to be okay with these officers going home to their wives and they... Uh, kids and things of that nature but mine six feet deep now all i have is memories no bro i don't think that's gonna sit well with me no. tough pill to swallow man <laughs> that, that's a tough pill to swallow tough pill to swallow man and that's like like you said man when, when, once i once i saw them boarding up oh yeah yeah the city i knew it then oh yeah yep. i knew it then man because you setting us up for mm -hmm. a hard letdown right here. Mm -hmm. And you're protecting buildings. Right. You're protecting buildings. And to charge the officer for shooting in a neighbor's <laughs> house for shooting through the wall. Right. Like, like I tell people, man, like, and, you know, I talk to my mom about this, man. I believe in God, true enough, but I also believe in the eye for an eye also. Mm -hmm. I believe in the eye for an eye, man. Mm -hmm. You know, you kill my dog, I'm going to kill your cat. There you go. You know what I mean? There you that's go. That, 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 simple that, as that, that man. That's just the yeah. way I was raised, though. Right. You know what I'm saying? That was put into me when mm -hmm. I was growing up. But to slap me in my face... 
mm-hmm. constantly with the same thing over and over and over and over again. Man, as a man, I can't. I'm not going to allow that. Yeah. Exactly. As a man, I'm not going to allow that, man. Exactly. You know? And that's, you know, and, and my mom is one of the, I think it's one of the most sweetest people, people I have ever met. And she's the one. Turn she the is. other cheek. She is. Turn the other cheek. She'll let you slap on her face and both her cheek be red. <laughs> you raise the hand like, like you swing them with, with me. I'm going up on you. <laughs> I'm, I'm Scooby, you baby. You get that from her, <laughs> I'm Scooby, you baby. You got a lot of great characteristics yeah, about you. Lot, but not I, that. Lot, I got a lot of them from her, but not that one, though. Because, man, like, you know, it's just, that's a tough pill to swallow, though. To say, impossible. You didn't kill my child for not doing anything though. Mm-hmm. And then for you not to charge these guys. And mm-hmm. to me, what this shows, this is finna get worse. To me, mm-hmm. I, I feel it's gonna get it's gonna get worse because they they knew they were one hundred percent in the wrong and got away with it. Mm-hmm. Just think, just have another officer thinking how he how he thinks. Well, I'm 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 gonna touch on it for a second and. Um... If you are a police officer or you're aspiring to be a police officer and you see everything that's going on in the country right now, hmm. a lot of that plays a big part as to why they want to be a part of it. Because people, people want to be a part of something that they feel as though they're going to, that's going to protect them. And there's a lot of protection that comes along with wearing that badge. Mm-hmm. And so when you have the situation with Breonna Taylor, I appreciate the celebrities and the athletes bringing light to the situation because yeah. they're using their platform because if it wasn't but them, I don't think we would even have the decision that we had. Exactly. Because it went so long without them even trying to right. hold those officers accountable. You know, right. it wasn't it wasn't until we kept pressing the issue and people kept speaking her name and celebrities got on board and they were doing the same thing. So I commend them for that because they used that platform for the greater good, which is, you know, something you always want. But the officers that were involved, they only doing what they were supposed to do. And the system, which is like my brother Nick said, is, is the one that has to be eradicated. Because when you got a system that allows officers to go into a home, whether it was a no-knock warrant or not, mm-hmm. and do the things that they did to that young lady, and all of a sudden get to go home to their families, like you said, nothing about that is right, man. If you're a human being, you have morals, nothing about that that's says right. that that's okay. Exactly. You know, and all about all of the semantics and all of the small talk about why they did it and were they right if you the system is the issue Mm -hmm. and until we eradicate the system all of this is just going to continue to play out in front of our eyes and -hmm. like y'all said earlier the system wasn't designed for us Mm -hmm. and i don't know how many more examples we need in order for us to understand that exactly you know it's like we keep giving you the same thing over and over again and we telling you that it's curing you but in actuality it's just making you more sick but mm-hmm. we keep taking that same medicine. Why? And you know, black folks. And like, like they say, it's uh, insanity. Oh, yeah. Doing the same, same thing. Same thing, expecting a different result. That's exactly what we're doing. Because how many more incidences do we need for us to realize that it ain't, it ain't, for, the, it ain't for us? But if, I'm, if the shoe is on the other foot and I'm a white person, yes, I want to be a police officer. Yes, I want. Because I see... 
the protection that it, it offers me. Exactly. You know, if you give me a warrant and tell me to go out there and execute it, and I go out there and execute it, and there is no kind of fallback on my behalf or my family's behalf, all I got to do is put up with the media and people protesting and holding up signs, I'm good. At the same time, right. then you're at home. And you still getting paid. Still getting paid. Oh, you, you don't have to administratively. Exactly. You don't have to watch the news. That's but because it's not affecting you, it's not at your front door. Mm-hmm. So Thank you, you can. Thank I, you. I can. Yeah. Hey, I can. I can deal with that. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I'm not in no type of danger. Right. You know what I mean? No because consequences. No consequences. But we all know if you don't have any consequences, that's not going to be changed behavior. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because, like I said, with with my with, with with what altered my life, because what I did, I had the consequences. Right? There you go. <laughs> right. There and I don't want to suffer those consequences no more. So I can't do this no more. And as a kid, exactly. you see what I'm saying? As a kid, you remember the same consequences that your parents gave you for exactly. doing what you were not supposed to do. So, and that's what made go. us the men that we are right now. Exactly, right. man. Like, but we're we are reprimanded as black men for something. You know, for anything that we do, mm-hmm. we're reprimanded, man, with the harshness and the swiftness, mm-hmm. though. But they are not. Police officers are not. That's right. And like you said, that's the system. That's the system. That that I can't I can't fault a, a individual or a police officer when he's doing what the system was designed for him to do. And I can't because instead of dealing with the tentacles, deal with the source. Mm-hmm. Because you can cut off a tentacle of an octopus, it's gonna grow back. back. But if you deal with the source, now all of a sudden we deal with real change. Wow! Mm-hmm. Now that you put it that way, because now you, because I was finna say no, I was. <laughs> <laughs> you already know I was finna come back. Now. You always do. You, 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 you already, you already <laughs> That's why we up. love these discussions. Because <laughs> we all are individual but, minds. But, so. but when you, but when you put it, man, you're a hundred percent right, man. You you are hundred percent right. Like if if it's the tunnel, you, you cut it off, it's gonna grow back. Mm-hmm. If you remove him, you're gonna get somebody else put into it right into his spot. Mm-hmm. And the same thing is gonna continue to happen. Exactly. And we're gonna continue to think or, or believe that the system is gonna one day miraculously decide to be in our favor. It wasn't designed that way. True. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like you gotta call it it is. You call it gotta call it. you gotta call it what it is. Space, 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 space. It is what it is. And a lot of times when we sit up and have these discussions, people think that we are against a certain race of people. No, we're not. We're just speaking the truth. Exactly. Right. And by speaking the truth, a lot of people don't want to have them conversations and that's why we end up in the situations that we end up in. You gotta have those honest you gotta shoot them straight between the eyes because it is what it is. Man, I, I right. say this a lot. I say this a lot. A guy, Richard McCants, was telling um, a guy that I know. He said, man, a lot of guys don't like low. Because one thing about him, you know what you're going to get from him. He's going to be real with you. He's going to be honest with you. And everybody don't like for nobody telling them the truth now. That's and, right. and for y'all that don't know, low is who? <laughs> See, we know about all of his different aliases. See, but but for thing, the people that but don't. the thing about him, man, I'm just... A, if you ask me something, I'm going to give you an honest answer. You always right. been that way, though. You know what man. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say what you want me to say. Right. Like me and him go at it. Of course. And sometimes, I 
thing. He get mad with me. He be like, man, cause I don't want to talk to you no more. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it ain't even about the mad. It's just when you realize the conversation ain't going anywhere, you learn, you learn to let like, it go. He'll be you like, learn to let it go. He be like, cause look, oh, <laughs> man, just drop it, man. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> man, just drop it. Man. Oh yeah. But you know, man, some people just are who they are. But the thing about me is, I'm gonna be honest though. I'm going to be as honest as possible, I would say. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't like that, I'd rather somebody that's beside me be honest with me mm-hmm. than, to, than to feed me a lie. And I'm going to go out there and somebody's going to go crash now. If I'm feeding you a lie, yeah, Nick, yeah, Nick, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to go out there and hit your head on that, on that right. wall at some point. Well, see, that goes back to how we were brought up, too, and been brought up in the system that we were brought up in. We as black people were taught that we had to pretend to be something that we're not in order to get to that next level. Mm-hmm. In order, we had to put on our work voice. We had to right. have a name that was comfortable. So when they read the name or when they recited the name, it would be a name that they can see as they can envision being part of their company. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like we were brought up that way. Like when we get pulled over by the police, they say, oh, well, you have to uh, listen to the police and you have to do everything that they tell you to do. And you have to. Okay, well, if you're asking me for certain information and I give it to you and I still get shot, what is it that I'm doing wrong? Exactly. You know, but we have to talk, keep our hands at 10 o'clock, 2 o'clock when the police pull us over. Why? How come I can't just answer your questions and we have and we engage in dialogue and the conversation and you move on? on. Why I got to go these extra steps when other people don't? Because that's the system that we're brought up in. So we're programmed to think that way since birth. birth. Since birth and all through school, right. yeah, all through school. See, that's that's like that's the, that's the, the the school to prison pipeline. Oh, oh, oh! You know what I mean? Oh. And man, you talked about this right here. Deep. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, you talked about this because you were asking me the question about prison, but that's your pipeline. Mm-hmm. Because if you go look at some some prisons, they are identical to schools. Yep. Yeah. They're identical. Yeah. You know what I mean? But 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 that's another. That's another. <laughs> and we you can dive into that. Woo! Yeah, we could. You can dive into that. And I know both of y'all are ready for that. Oh yeah. Cause that's what y'all do. Hey. That's what hey, y'all hey, do. I <laughs> like Birdman over there, right? <laughs> you like Birdman over there, right? Man, y'all are ready for this conversation right here. <laughs> but shoot, the piggyback off what B said. You know how deeply ingrained this is. Um, I just lost my train of thought that quick. Don't you go talking about the dead man. <laughs> I don't, don't want to hear that old one, man. I'm glad we can talk without talking to you. <laughs> I, I got it now. This thing is so deeply ingrained. If you look at the comments like Charles Barkley made. Wow. And Ooh. other just common black folks. They make well. He should have did this. Should have did that. And these are the rules you follow. And he shouldn't have shot back and all this kind of stuff. You know <clears throat> why is that? But this is somebody who has never obeyed a police officer when he was in the incident, though. Right, Charles Barkley. Yes, Charles right. Barkley. Yeah. This is somebody. This is I'm somebody has never obeyed a command like you causing the confusion in the casino. And you owe these people millions of dollars. Exactly. That tab that you ran up a million dollars, but you in there want to whoop the security guards. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You want to whoop the Las Vegas police. Mm-hmm. 
But you come back and say something ignorant like you said. Exactly. Come on, man. Like I told people, like Stephen Jackson told me something. He was educated, this and this and this. He ain't educated. <laughs> Charles Barkley's not educated. Just because you go to school, that don't mean you fucking educated, bro. Oh, right. Said a lot Just because you go to school, that don't mean you're exactly. educated, bro. <laughs> exactly. And you can't tell me he did his work at all. <laughs> you can't tell me he went no class at all. Mm. Mm. No, mm. I don't believe that. You ain't gonna tell me. He ain't finna, <laughs> he ain't finna urinate on all men and tell me it's been raining. <laughs> By telling me he's educated, shit, you urinating on me telling me it's man, ain't no way in no hell, Charles Barkley. Educated. But I'm gonna tell you what Charles Barkley, man, that's his position on the show. His position on the show is to be the devil's advocate. And he does a great yeah, job of that. Yeah. He's going to stir up the pot. And everybody knows that in order to get the good stuff at the pot, you got to go down at the bottom. And that's what he does. He digs down deep and he hits people right where they want to be hit so they can continue to keep those views going. And I understand that. That's yeah. why I don't feed into it. And that goes back to when you understand and you see the bigger picture and a lot of things, you're able to make choices that you probably wouldn't have made had you not seen the bigger picture. So I understand his position on the show. And it's a lot of shows out there like that where they mm-hmm. have people put into place just to get us emotionally charged. True. And Charles Barkley does a great job of that. If you look at his profile of being a broadcaster, that's exactly what he does. Exactly. And that's, that's right. why he has his position. So I don't really, I don't give him a lot of my energy, man, because I understand he has a job to do. Now, on a personal level, no, I would never fool with him, but I understand why he's doing it. Mm-hmm. It's marketing. True. True. And that's what you True. and and that's something you have taught me. Just talking just by you man, you talking cuz you have taught me that like over the last couple months, six, eight year, that's what you have taught me. hmm Man, look, you can't give these people your energy. You gotta understand what these people are doing. You gotta understand True. marketing. You gotta understand when somebody's being sincere. These people ain't being no sincere cuz they want you to come look at this look at the show, cuz. That's mm-hmm. what they want you to do. Mm-hmm. Right. They want you to come back and Right. Tweet about it. Yeah. Talk about it on your podcast. All you're doing is giving them the ratings that they want. Exactly. It makes a lot of sense. And that's business, you know? If I owned a business that relied on viewership, yes, I would do the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're not doing when when when, when well, a lot of what this is where a lot of people mess up at. They take their personal feelings and they bring it into business. Business and personal should be all, always be separate, mm-hmm. you know. But when you bring your personal feelings into business, that's why a lot of times you're not as successful as a lot of other people because you're not looking at it from a standpoint of people get into business to make money. I don't care what they tell you. That's why people get involved in business. And the more money you make, they feel as though the most successful they are. Yeah. So you getting your feelings involved in something that's strictly monetary today. The person that does it the most and does it the best, you have showed me. 50 Cent. 50 Cent. Oh, yeah. 50 Cent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His feelings are never in there, nothing. Right. It's always that bottom line. Always the bottom line. <laughs> That's it. Always. You have shown me that with him. You know, always. I used to love 50. But I'm like, man, why are you doing this crazy stuff, man? I can't be liking no man that doing all this crazy stuff, man. No, man. I love the streets, 50. Cuz he's doing it, cuz because of this, cuz right. he's doing it, and that's what I'm saying. You have taught me that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. over what it, it's probably about a year, man. You yeah, been yeah. going we, back we, and forth about that, right? And and now I totally understand it. 
Mm-hmm. Sometimes he still do get me though. <laughs> I, I, I mean, come on, fifty man, don't do that, man. Come on, man, stop that, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> all he, that's all he do right now. I send him to him. If I, if I send him something, he send back a laughing point. Like, bro, you can't you keep doing it right here, bro. Like, you can't come keep defending that now. Nah. You can't keep it. Come on, say, man, you can't keep man. Fifty tripping right now, bro. What is he doing? Cause it's. Cause he's still marketing, cuz. This is what he do. I'm like, man, I'm so tired of fitting with that man. Jesus Christ. Come on, man. <laughs> but I understand it now, though. Right. I understand it, man. Last question, man. Do you feel her family's decision to accept the $12 million settlement played a role in the, in the, the decision that they got? Why or why not? Uh, I'll take it. I'll take this one first. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I don't know too much about that family's financial situation, but I'm just going to speak from a personal um, opinion here. I don't have $12 million in my account. And the system knows that I don't have $12 million in my account because they got access to it. That's right. So if I'm being offered $12 million to change my financial situation, and I want to say forget about, but... Don't press the issue anymore when it comes down to losing a loved one. I can understand why they made that decision. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling you I would make that decision in that particular instance, but I can understand why they did. Because mm-hmm. you have to understand something. It's just like with kids we were speaking earlier going off to college. A lot of them are positioning themselves or trying to position themselves so that they can take care of their family later on down the line. Because they're coming up in broken homes, single parent homes. They dealing with things on a personal level that a lot of us may not know about. So that's why a lot of them do decide to get into sports because they feel as though that's a gateway to go back and change their family's financial situation. So if a system decides that they want to pay you, quote unquote, hush money and the family accepts it, I can understand why they did that. I'm not saying that it's right or it's wrong, but I am going to say if their situation becomes better by them accepting that money and they feel as though that's why they did it, I can understand. Mm-hmm. But you can look at it two ways. Me, to me, you can look at it that, that way and you can look at it, them coming to them. It don't matter what we do. She can't be brought back. Exactly. Right? You know what I mean? No amount of money. Can no, no amount of money that is given or you're awarded that she's going to be brought back. Mm -hmm. But let us give you something to better your life in a situation. Mm -hmm. In this situation. That's the way I I looked at it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's because you got to think with the money comes a different lifestyle that they probably aren't accustomed to living. You know, Mm -hmm. and we all have jobs and that's why we go to work is to get more money. We don't go to work just to give them free labor. That would be considered a slave again, right? right? So we go to work to make money because money is the end goal. So if I'm giving you the end goal to help you cope with the fact that we just killed your loved one or your relative, to them, that pill that was a big pill to swallow probably ain't that big no more. Mm-hmm. You know? And You know, man, like, like they say, when, when a loved one is killed, man, you're not going to be in front of no camera just talking calmly, this and this and this. And we, we, we was talking about that, man, and I'm looking at her 
at her family, and I'm like, the day they was talking about the uh, the verdict was coming and this and this and this, and I, my mom gonna my mom gonna be able to act a fool. <laughs> That's right. I know my I mean she's she's reserved, she cool, she come, but I know she gonna act a fool. You know what I'm saying about mm-hmm. that. And I know everybody's not the same, and I understand it, man. Like, she's not going to be brought back anyway. It's, it is nothing that that the police will be able to do to bring her back. So, they're getting a settlement on it. And which is, I think, $12 million is not enough. Right. Because they had another situation where the white person was killed. That's right. They gave her $45 million. That's the exactly. system. They gave her forty five million. That's the system. You give her forty five million, but you give Breonna Taylor went to jail. Yeah, and the cop went to jail. It was a black guy. Yeah, black mm-hmm. guy. But you gave them forty five million. You give twelve million, and these cops get off. They're mm-hmm. able to go home, hug and kiss their wife, mm-hmm. hug their children. They're still able to go to soccer games, hockey games, baseball games. Mm-hmm. But. Breonna Taylor would not be able to do that for her child. Right. Like, like, like we say, man, there's no. I think the decision was already <laughs> made. The money Long time ago. Yeah, it, the money didn't play a, a part in that. I think, like uh, D said, you know, that 12 million, 12 million was um, hush money. You know, they knew they was going to let these cops off. Decision made. Okay, here's your money. Let's board up. Downtown and get ready for the aftermath, and we'll move on after a couple of months. Because everybody knows once you distract them by giving them entertainment, all of a sudden it goes away. It, it goes, goes away. away, and all of a sudden it's on to something else. Mm-hmm. That's why sports being allowed to play, due to the fact that you know we were involved in a pandemic, the reason why sports was so important to be aired on television is to distract people. Mm-hmm. And by distracting people now, you don't have that same intensity that you were dealing with before sports became yeah. televised on TV again. So it was know. all coronavirus, coronavirus, coronavirus. Then George Floyd happened, and you hear nothing about coronavirus. Then that died out. Here go, here come coronavirus again. Get you a numbing mechanism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that Nova came. <laughs> you, you, know, <laughs> you know, if you know like I know, you need some Nova cane. Hey, wait, wait for when it's time. You know what I'm talking about? That don't mean I You know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? If you exactly, if you in the bone, you better go get some Nova cane at some point, baby. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> if you in the bone, <laughs> you. <laughs> They go get some Novocaine at some point, baby. <laughs> but that's the, but that's if you look, man. Bowers that saying this man he's thinking about this man. That's crazy. That's crazy. I'm gonna inject this Novocaine into y'all. Like you said, in a few months, once it's over, mm-hmm. we good. We good. Yep. We, we good. off. We ain't got to worry about it. Man, that's we off the hook. Ain't nobody going to prison. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? We able to the, the guys back at at, at work, right? You, you know, and like the other two cops or three cops, they haven't been charged with nothing, so they still working. Right. The one that they, the one that they charged, 
He's not gonna get found guilty of that crap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He ain't gonna get found guilty of shooting nobody wall because you ain't did nothing about this. So how can you find him guilty for that? Mm-hmm. Right. So he gonna get off that little bit and he gonna go back to work. Go back to work. Patrolling the streets with his chest puffed up and he might do it again. And, and, same and feeling empowered that he yeah. can, yeah, yeah, that, and that's what I'm saying, man. So it's a, it's a lot of protection and it's a powerful. Uh, I won't even say. I, I'm gonna just say this. It's 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 called 